Yeah, hello, Don's Pyramid Solutions. Oh, g'day, Don. Um, yeah, you got to move it over there. Sorry, mate, what's that? Sorry, am I interrupting something? You're in the middle of something? Nah, it's fine. It's it's pyramid, yeah. <laughs> Just looking for a quote, um, just for a massive, you know, 140, 150 meter stone pyramid, please. Mm. All right. Um, do you want a bench top? Uh, yeah, I, I might put a little uh, kind of chamber inside with a bench. A little bench top would be fantastic. All right. How pointy do you want it? Really pointy or just a little bit pointy? Oh. Because the pointier it is, the more it costs. <laughs> <laughs> Point doesn't come cheap. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, any, yeah, 40 to... Like, 40. do you want to be able to sit on top of it so it's mildly uncomfortable or, like, extremely uncomfortable? <laughs> just, <laughs> just mildly uncomfortable, please. Okay, yeah, okay. All right, that's not too bad. All right, we'll just go the... <laughs> yep. Um, no worries. Look, I'll tell you what, if you pay with grain, uh, <laughs> I'll do it for a little bit less. And how long do you reckon you... How long to turn this job around? <sighs> I reckon at least uh, three or four hundred years. Um... <laughs> No, the market's gone nuts. Absolutely <laughs> nuts. That's just how long it takes these days. Anyway, I'll get that to you. I'll get the quote to you. Uh, look, it might take a little bit longer than usual. Maybe 20 years to get you the quote. <laughs> that's, and that's quicker, quicker than most tradies. Thank you very much. Yeah. Unfortunately, life expectancy is six at the moment. Uh, so it's going to be... Uh, just make sure you pass it down the generations and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Thank you very much, Don's uh, Pyramid Solutions. No worries. Bye. Bye. All right, Don, episode 101 of What's mm. That About? Welcome back to the podcast. We didn't stop the pod. We're doing it again. We are here. You are not feeling super well, so we've nearly lost yeah. the uh, first of the month What's That About Day timeline, but I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to sneak it in. Well, we're recording this on the 25th, and I'm notoriously lazy when it comes to editing, so pressure will be on to get this out before the first. And ah, I just realized it's February. So oh, you've lost shorter. some days as well. <laughs> that is going to be, it's going to be tough. You know, I read the other day, just on a completely, you jog my memory on something. And I, didn't, I haven't fact-checked this, but I read that if we divided the year into 13 months, they would all have 30 days. And the first day of the month, what's that about day, would always be a Monday. Um, Interesting. But I guess they don't because of the seasons. Would that be right? I wonder if it's Sons of the seasons. I wonder if it's partly seasons, partly the whole lunar orbit influences the twenty-eight day cycle. There's a lot going on that we don't understand. Let's step away That's from this. <laughs> Let's step That's away. Absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> Just one little bit of unfinished business from the hundredth episode is the lucky uh, lucky door prize for the biggest tolerator quiz was a winner, a guy called Jeremy. Yeah, I've Jeremy sent Jeremy an email. He hasn't replied. So if you were Jeremy, can you please get in touch? You have a mug coming Jeremy. your way, but we need to know who you are. And we've we've tried to stalk people. We've tried to do hit the Google. That's basically all we've done. But <laughs> we've we're a- having trouble finding out Jeremy. I even did this thing I was very proud of where, because the original email that he submitted, I got a bounce back. And so I looked at the email and thought, where might a, um, a little typo have slipped into it that he accidentally put nice. in? And then I resent it with the typo corrected because there was a spot where I thought that could be a typo. And that mm. one didn't bounce back. 
So it's landed in someone's inbox who has just never replied. Was there a .au or anything in the email address? Anything that would no. give away the country? Gmail.com. Mm. There was uh, there was a year of birth, which I think was like it was like nineteen eighty six or nineteen eighty nine or something like that. Mm. So he knows who he is. He Jeremy, you know who you are. Let's give him till the next episode. If he doesn't get in contact, I think we do a redraw. Oh yes, great idea. Yeah, yeah, love it. Alrighty, moving on, Done. Don. What has been happening in your world? Uh, well, this happened yesterday, actually. So, I am in a band, just like a cover band, and we played a gig in Parks, mm. which is about three hours away. Mm. Now, we went in two cars. I went in one car, and then the rest of the band went in the other car. Yep. And they go, oh, let's listen to Don's podcast, apparently. And so, they put oh. it on. And then the guitarist, Marty, fell asleep <laughs> within about 15 minutes. He was, And this is in the middle of the day. It's like the first fifteen minutes of the of the car drive of a three hour drive, and he was asleep. And probably just had a coffee as well, fresh from a coffee. Yeah, and I was saying to him, "Oh, you must have had a pretty tired night last night." He's like, "No, <laughs> slept like a baby." I'm just trying to get you're not feeling well. No, I'm fine. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I the only thing I can think of is that it was one of your uh, monologues or maybe a list. <laughs> That you were talking about? Yeah, I think that's highly likely. Very, very hard not to take that personally, Marty. That's uh, yeah, <laughs> <very> I know. <laughs> oh well, oh well. Speaking of car trips, you know I've noticed there's this little rule that everyone in the world has agreed to to play to these rules, right? So the yep. rule is when someone gets in your car, you have three seconds to declare your car absolutely filthy. Yeah, that's, that's like true. that's a rule. No matter what state it's in, you've got to say, "Oh, I'm so sorry, my car's absolutely filthy." <laughs> then they are legally obliged to turn around and say, "What? This is nothing. You should see my car." That yeah, that, that is like a script that we've decided we're all going to say when we enter each other's cars. Makes everyone feel better, and then you get on with the trip after that. After that exchange, <laughs> I uh, I did have a mate though who he got in the car, and I said, as I'm obliged to do legally. I said, oh, so sorry. My car is absolutely filthy. And with me, it's a genu- it is actually a genuinely filthy car. I never clean my car. Yeah. And then he yeah. said, my mate said, yes, it is. And then he put his finger on the dash and ran it along the dash and had a line of dust. I'll tell you what. On the dash. Cars are very dusty. Where, how do they get so dusty? They're, they're like three times dustier than the real world. Yes, they are. <laughs> but the rest of the world is like dust central. And also, they're very cobwebby. My... Revision mirror must have a mm. family of spiders living in it because I had the same thing. They, and I would wipe it away, and the next morning, yeah. it was back. It's, just, it's yeah. exactly the same thing. They, geez, yeah. they can build a, a rapid cobweb on a revision mirror. I can every single time I wipe the cobweb off, he's like, ah, f- f- <laughs> <laughs> it's like a knockdown rebuild again. for the spider. He's like, yeah, oh, no, I just put all my bloody resources into that. <laughs> Do it again. Or maybe he's just, he's like, I swear I built that. What's going on? <laughs> just, All right. That's just, I definitely need a web there. <laughs> but I, I don't think I've ever seen a spider in my car. I just see the, the well, webs a spider everywhere. The a spider in the car is one of the more, for some reason, it's frightening. It's disturbing. People crash their cars after seeing a spider yeah. in their car. Like they just freak out because <laughs> you can't move. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. But sometimes when it like is crawling across the roof down the windscreen towards where you're holding the wheel, that's not a great moment. Yeah. That's not a great moment. Nah, it's not good. But how good is it when you see a spider in, on your car 
Based on the answer? <laughs> the like, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. We had this weird thing, not with the spider, but with a bird, where we, me and my two of my kids went to the, some traffic lights driving through. And this, you know, some birds are just not afraid of humans. Have you come across yeah. those ones? Yeah, they're usually around cities. I think they're just kind of a bit tame. But sometimes they're like, not only tame, but they're like, you having a go? you having a go? And they kind of walk up to uh, you. Oh, aggressive. Ag- an aggressive bird. That, yeah. Not swooping, but just like an asshole. Just, just cocky. like cocky. Bit cocky. Yeah. Yeah. And so this bird flew onto the revision mirror of my car and started pecking it for no reason at all. <laughs> and then I've been looking for a spider. <laughs> but then it flew up and started banging its head, like pecking the windows, like it was trying to get Jeez. in at us. And my kids were freaking out. And then it, as I was driving down the road at 60 k's an hour, it was like flying with us for ages. It's always like it's trying to tell you something. It was sending like, a message. There's a boy in a well down here. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> To the point, and it was like sitting on the car when we stopped at the next thing. Like it was harassing us. It was stalking wow. us. And then when we got home, me and the girls were actually worried to get out of the car. Because I was like, really? let me just get out first to check that the coast is clear because this bird has it in for us. <laughs> you know what it's like when that kind of thing happens or if you're going for a walk and like a dog starts following you. And then at some point on the walk, you kind of, the thought goes to your head, I might have a new pet. <laughs> it's... uh <laughs> I might have a bird here. I might be, become a bird guy. Is it? Can have a bird on your shoulder like a pirate. <laughs> All right. Let's, um, let me just check my housekeeping notes here. So I don't think we have any uh, reviews from last episode to talk through, which is yeah. a little bit of a letdown for the 100th uh, extravaganza. <laughs> I know. That, look, the 100th really was a, it was a, probably, the response was underwhelming, I would say. <laughs> A little bit. We've walked out into the world, let off a party popper, and everyone has not even turned around. And then we just walked back yep. inside. <laughs> back to business. <laughs> All righty. Well, no room with a review. Uh, housekeeping done. Let's tackle the topic. Don, hit us with a Don's definition. Hold on to your stovepipes. It's time for Don's definition. Okay, so the pyramids are ancient masonry structures located in Egypt. Sources cite at least 118 identified Egyptian pyramids. Approximately 80 pyramids were built within the Kingdom of Kush, which is also what Luke calls his job. (laughs) The Kingdom of Kush. Uh, (laughs) He's got a cushy job. That's no big deal. That's absolutely not true. Guess what it is. Absolutely not true. Now located in the modern country of Sudan. So Sudan, there's some Sudanese pyramids as well. Um, of those located in modern Egypt, most were built as tombs for the country's pharaohs and their consorts. The mm. Don's definition team never let us down. Well, they've had a break and they've come back with v- vigor. <laughs> vigor. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that, uh, I think there was maybe some some contradictory information in the definition there, but I'll let that slide. You know, well, you know what? Mm. I, <laughs> I was reading and I'm going, I've really done the definition specific to Egyptian That's pyramids. exactly what I was <laughs> So I need to... I chucked in a bit of a Sudanese reference there just to confuse everybody. Because <laughs> when I was reading up, I'm like, oh, there are actually pyramids all over the world. Um, but it's really the Egyptian pyramids that have stolen the show a little bit here. Yeah. But um, I think this was your topic. The Sudanese, the Sudanese need to do some PR about their pyramids. Uh, yes, they I do. I didn't know there was Sudanese pyramids. Well, I get a bit confused about ye olde world and where land was. Like, you know when you read the Bible and you're like... Oh, where the hell's that these days? I don't know what they're... Not that I read the Bible too often. I'm not sure what I'm just going to say, how often are you sitting down for a bit of Bible time? You know, the, you know the main reason I wouldn't read the Bible? 
Because it's boring. Paper's too thin. The the Bible the, paper oh, is. The paper's way too way thin. Too, I can't read paper that and thin. And the the words are really small. Yeah. You got to bump the font up and get a little bit more uh, thickness in the paper if you want me to pick up the Bible. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> any any page where you can see the writing on the other side. Ah, I reckon that's nah. kidding themselves. Way too many. There's like ten million pages in it. <laughs> but bizarrely, as a side point, the pyramids aren't mentioned in the Bible. That's a that's an interesting point. Well, was it specific to other countries? Did they mention other countries that much? Well, I guess some. I know some, but did they? Maybe they didn't go to Egypt. No, they were travelling around that area, surely. Apparently, Je- mm. apparently Jesus went to seventy other locations that are referenced in the Bible, and I don't think he went near the pyramids, which is probably why they're not in there. But it's worth a mention. Mention the pyramids, please. Yeah, but um, weird. Anyway. This is your topic. You put this on the table. Yeah. What in, what intrigues you about this one? It's actually just really interesting. It's just, you know, buildings, thousands of years old, not just dead people, but like <laughs> old, you know, jewels and everything. And there's still like so many they haven't found, they're, they're estimating. Pyramids uh, or, or things within the not pyramids? pyramids. Well, things within the pyramids yeah. and tombs. Yeah. I guess Egypt in general, I've become interested in. No, it is fascinating. Mm. It is fascinating. You've, you- and I just went to, there's like a museum exhibition here in Canberra. Mm. So I went along with that, uh, with the kids, which is always a gamble mm. in a museum. Mm. And it was pretty good. They had mummies. They had like the, the coffin things. <laughs> You'd think I would have read more about it. <laughs> You've uh, come away. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, there's a mummy there. That's basically what I came away with. But You've walked out cool. as a mid-40s man and your takeaway message yeah. from the exhibit was, that's, that's mummies are pretty all right. You know, I was thinking, I'm like a 10 year old. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if it started moving? That's basically what I thought. Excellent. Yeah. um, I remember studying like ancient Egypt in like year seven social studies or something. And then I've never really looked at it again. Like I've never really Mm. looked much into history. But reading about these pyramids, it was was fascinating because I was a bit skeptical about this topic because I'm not really into it. But then... Mm. Looking at the pyramids and the way that they were constructed and how much yeah. mystery there still is about how they did what they did with such, you know, advanced um, thinking before it was even common in that time to build these really accurate, enormous structures. Yeah. It's actually brilliant. And just even just the scale, you know, the size of the stone that they use is insane and weighs so much. It's amazing they were able to move it at all. Yeah, that's the whole, like, I think we'll get to the how were they made in a minute. But the base stone, like the normal stones, weigh as much as an SUV car. And then the really heavy stones up the top that form the top pieces where the chambers are, that's like 80 ton each of those stones is. And some of them came from 800 kilometers away. Like, yeah, that's right. That's a fair effort. It's insane. And that's why, I guess, it, they took a very long time to build. Yeah. So, what was the... It was like a 20-year 20, 20 project, wasn't it? The, the, some of I those main pyramids. More. The Yeah, no, I've got it here. It says the pyramids took a couple of decades to construct. And mm. if you think that main pyramid, which is called the Great Pyramid of Khufu, they used 2.3 million blocks of limestone and granite to build that. And it's 146 metres high. Um, and it's got a 230-metre square base. It is... Mm. And apparently, like, it's shrinking. Like, I think over time it's shrinking. It's like 137 metres tall now. But the base 
is accurate to within an inch. It's level to within an inch. For it's shrinking, as in the stones are shrinking, or it's sinking. I think it's sinking. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's like a, it's, it's like, not a, it's like an old person. It is just yeah, it's my spine is shrinking, and its yeah. ears are staying. They're getting bigger. The ears just keep <laughs> getting larger. <laughs> but that precision, precision of two hundred thirty square meter base, which is level to within an inch all the way around. Before yeah. they didn't even have iron tools to make this thing. I had a bloke the other day put a new fence in. It is, it is already falling down, and it's been it's been about six weeks. It's wonky, <laughs> it's wavy, like it's not level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look what the pyramids did many thousands of years ago. Okay, so why did they build it? What was the purpose of them? Well, there were, I think there were two main reasons. One was it was a burial place for the pharaoh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have this thing where I can't say the word pharaoh, pharaoh. See, I think, well, you could be right. I'm, it sounds like, you know, you know, this is what annoys me. I've been watching Lego Masters with the kids and there's like, I think it's Adelaide. They call it Lego. Oh, please. I know. And so this person kind of seemed kind of pretentious, was kind of like, oh, I'm a big fan of Lego. And I was just kind of like, righto. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh. Yeah. I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna say it differently every time, just so you uh, you can't get me. So it was a burial place for the pharaoh, and apparently when they came, when they got their reign, this was like one of the first projects they commissioned. Was like, I need a great burial place for the end of my reign, and that was like the main reason. And then the other yeah. reason is because they were built so tall, so they could get. You know, I think this is a bit cute. Like we're gonna build it really tall, so it's closer to God, and so when the spirit comes out through the top, because there's like a little gap there. It yeah. has less far to go to be close to God, which that's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting that they did that at the start of their reign because Tutankhamun, who was, you know, extremely famous in sort of us, like a really major archaeological find, he's, I did, I watched a little documentary on how they found his tomb and what it looked like. And it, he died, I think they estimated him to be 19 years old. So, it was quite rushed. He obviously died before his time. Oh, yeah. And the tomb kind of looked like, the, you know, they took some shortcuts. It was like uh, Geocon built it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Canberra, Canberra reference That's, there. Uh, Any Canberra listeners will appreciate that. Is that like a volume build builder that pumps out a million low-quality yeah, houses? very poorly made. Um, <laughs> it's a, metri- a metricon uh, for the other parts of the country. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, the, and so... I think they were, so they built three and a half thousand, uh, 3,500 BC is when they were, they were built. Yeah. And I think up until the 1300s, like after death, like AC, after AD, sorry, um, they were the tallest structures on earth still. Yeah. So they were the tallest structures for thousands of years. They were never superseded yeah. until we started building like, you know, really tall cathedrals and skyscrapers. It's incredible. It's amazing that they were able to do that. Yeah. It's it's really interesting, as you were saying, they had it like perfectly level. Like the amount of knowledge they had back then, even like, you know, the ancient Greeks being able to measure the distance from the earth to the sun. Yeah. Within, like basically getting it exactly right with just a telescope, yeah. a very basic telescope. It's amazing. It is incredible. So impressive. And th- I think yeah. that's like, there's a lot of archaeologists that are still like scratching their head because I think, you know, I think it was probably from around three and a half thousand BC, we have written recorded history of our species. 
And so a thousand mm. years later, they build these pyramids. And archaeologists still look at it and scratch their heads saying they didn't have the knowledge at the time to build something so precise. And yeah. they say, you know, they're, they're very you know confident that they built them, wasn't aliens, or that that is a theory. But when yeah. they, there's a lot of um, pyramids around the the big pyramids that are still standing where they've had like a trial and error process where it, like it fell down, it eroded too quickly, it wasn't working and they learned over time. And when you put that over a couple of hundred years, you can perfect it like probably quicker than, yeah. than it looks. Yeah. So did you find out how they moved these large or how people are theorizing they move these large stones, blocks? Yeah, there seem to be two main theories. One is that they built these enormous ramps um, and just dragged the rocks with like hundreds of men, (laughs) dragged the rocks to where it needed to go. And then as the pyramid got taller, they just extended the length of the ramp. And when you look, because they built it right next to a quarry and that's where they got the rocks to build the the pyramid, you know, mostly. But some of them were from 800 kilometers away. Yeah. So some of them were from 800 kilometers away, but most of them were from the quarry next to where they built it because that was convenient. But when they look, when the archaeologists go through the quarry, you can see long ramps made of like timbers and things. And so that's like the main theory is ramp theory. And the, (laughs) what are you laughing at? I think it's a nice tagline. <laughs> Ramp theory. Ramp theory. And, <laughs> and then the other theory is more like a pulley system where you had like a fulcrum and then you had 100 people pulling on one side and then like an 80-ton rock got lifted up into place. Um, yeah. But they haven't found any evidence of those materials around the site. Um, so it's not really... Well, the they think theory. a lot of it was kind of wooden and anything wooden would com- have completely Just be gone down. by now, yeah. Yeah, I also read that there's theories that they transported them with wooden sleds with sand in front of the sled, wetted to reduce friction, and that kind of that's um that's the best mental image ever. It's like let's do a role play, okay? So I'm going to ask you to move an 80 ton rock from here 800 kilometers away, <laughs> and then you go, oh, I'm not doing that. Well, I'll put a bit of water in front of the sand. Like that's not. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, right. oh, you got me. Yeah, that's a good point. That'll help. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people thought that it was built with slaves, but it wasn't. They were all just workers. They were paid. I think they were paid in beer a lot of the time. We did an episode on beer, yeah, which yeah, uh, was interesting. Yeah, so they were actually not slaves at all, which is actually su- surprising. Yeah, it's a because apparently back in those times there was it's almost like a like it was almost like a work for the doll scheme where you had these big nation building projects where it was just expected that you work on them. And you do get paid for them. Yeah. And that's kind of just how it worked. Makes sense. Not as not uh, as good as ramp theory, but still good. Nice. <laughs> that's uh, water theory. Nah. Um, did you read anything about the outer, like the shiny outer casing that they used to have? Yeah. 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 So you're looking at the pyramids now. Most of the outer, this is all sort of as the main building blocks is what we see now. What was there when they did it at the time was they had polished limestone so it was kind of a very smooth surface very polished and shining and so they say it would have looked like a shining diamond in the distance like just really really bright reflecting the sunlight that would have been incredible just that sparkling amazing with like i think it had like a little gold a gold top as well didn't it like a gold the peak of the pyramid was gold yeah and all like the things like the sphinx and all those sort of really very large scale 
um, statues because a lot of the statues in Europe are kind of our size mm. or a little bit bigger. They were making statues to the size of the gods of what they imagined the gods would look like. So just these huge statues which were all painted, uh, which have obviously all worn away. But it would have been this shining pyramid and these very bright coloured paints for the statues. Would have looked amazing. Yeah, incredible. And then, yeah. I, and I, um, I read that that a lot of the outer casings were removed to use on other pyramids rather than they kind of eroded. I think I don't know what's happened to them over time, but you would actually build one, looked amazing, and then you'd rip the casing off and put it on another one and build when that was being built. Um, and I think a lot of them were just stolen. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of theft over the years as well. Like just at some point, thieves finding a way into the tombs and stealing. Uh, I don't know, some pots and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when you did you notice when you listened to like there's a lot of archaeologists who were I listened to like a podcast where they got interviewed about the pyramids. Mm. Is there anything better than listening to someone that's really into something who knows it inside and out and they're just nerding out on this topic? The archaeologists were so good to listen to for this. What was the podcast? I'll give it a listen. Oh, there's heaps of them. There's heaps of them. I'll send you the one I listened to, but it was just, it was like a a, a podcast where they just looked at different things from history and the yeah. audience sent in a bunch of questions and they got an expert on to answer them. Oh, it and sounds it, great. He was just loving the pyramids. <laughs> he was <laughs> loving them. Uh, yeah, that is cool. I, I got really into the the YouTube videos. There's actually a lot of documentaries on on Egyptian stuff with some really cool video as well. So if you're even vaguely interested, hit up YouTube. It's really interesting. The other thing I did touch on it briefly, but let's just let's just go back on I was I was about to say the phrase that I hate that people say in a work context where it's like, oh let's just double click on that for a minute. Yeah. Double click I'll, on look, that. I know like you that. mentioned that to me the other day and I have never actually come across it before, but I hate it just as much as you already. <laughs> double click. <laughs> Yeah. The other, um, we're recording this on Sunday night. The other thing is tomorrow morning in any office around the world, you're going to get a lot of, like, so on Friday afternoon, you get a lot of, hope you have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. People are very, very invested in your weekend. And then when you come back on Monday, how was your weekend? What did you get up to? Hope you had a good weekend. Yeah. And you've got to come, you've got to put something on the table. It's very hard to just say, no, I didn't do much. I didn't do much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because I've done that before when I haven't done much and I get a little look of pity from them. Oh, yeah. And so I just have to try and make something <laughs> yeah. up now. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's the ramp theory in terms of how they were built. There's the mm. counterweight system theory, which is the pulling things on a fulcrum. Yeah. And then there is a whole bunch of people, not very credible people, but a whole bunch of people that are like, these pyramids were so technologically advanced from what was being built at the time that they used a, an advanced mathematics that people at that time didn't have. They The alignment of these pyramids with different celestial bodies before the compasses were used. Um, it's just like, it is too advanced what was done. It's like there's like an alien intervention has <laughs> come in and yeah. built these pyramids. It's called the now extraterrestrial you're, you're hythmosis. a UFO. <laughs> you're a UFO guy. What are your... You love it. Absolutely what are no. Your thoughts on absolutely this Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ramp theory guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm more of a water guy. Is that <laughs> the, uh, I do love, though, that any topic you read with anything's like a bit of a head scratch, there's always one little explanation which is alien-related. Humans love, yeah. <laughs> love thinking they're aliens around. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I think we can safely put that one to bed. It is uh, <laughs> not aliens that made them. Alrighty. Well, do you have any other any other points on the pyramids? Nice. Was that a pyramid pun? Point. <laughs> not on purpose, but I'll take it. That, <laughs> I was like, oh, well played. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a triangle dad joke. Nah, nah, I don't. That's about it. They're they're very cool. Check it out. Um, Podcasts, YouTube. It's really cool. On YouTube, you can see the moment they're filming. The moment they actually find these tombs and they're oh, it's good. digging it out and exploring it and filming it all. It's amazing. Very good. So it's, you can see it as it was left by the Egyptian priests, I think, were the ones that put the bodies in. It's really cool. Nice. Very nice. Mm. So in conclusion, pyramids are fantastic. Quick try. Would you want to be mummified? Um, Given the choice, out of interest. No, I don't think so. Don't think so. You? Mm. What if it's jelly? Bit of like, almost be, like yeah. a nice warm... Snuggly But it's all the other stuff That goes along with it Like the pulling your brains out Pulling the stuff out of your well, nose Well yeah that's stuff. another thing I don't like so that the Egypt- No with well, the Egyptian thing I went to They had a very sharp Looked like a I don't know my rocks <laughs> That was a sharp rock Anyway that they use To slit down the side Of the abdomen And pull out all the major organs And then they had A bit of metal Like a hook That they'll stick up their nose mm. And hook their brains And pull it out their yeah. nose Basically Yeah nah, nah. Yeah, Not doing that. that But you Yeah you won't feel it. Uh, good point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> On a less uh, <laughs> grotesque note, yeah. what's your favourite type of triangle? Ooh. I like saying isosceles. <laughs> it's the best one to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think isosceles um, is the funnest to say. Yeah. Scalene, I think, is the coolest. I think scalene, it's, it's not as well known as it should be. Yeah. I reckon scalene is like the dark horse. Very yep. cool, less well known. It's like the hipster of Bit the triangles. Bit more an indie kind of band. Yes. The cool kids are into the scalene, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The equilateral is just trying too hard, like the awkward, yeah, yeah, yeah. too hard. Isosceles, <laughs> uh, straight up and down. That's your good garden variety uh, triangle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good guy, Isosceles. It's a great yeah. guy. Um, alrighty, well, I think we've probably got time for a quick social etiquette. Let's uh, hit the theme song. If you've got a social problem that makes you want to run and hide, then we recommend you listen to Luke and Don's Etiquette Guide. Luke and Don's Etiquette Guide, if you want. All right, Don. So I'm, I'm going to call it a little bit early here. Yeah. I reckon we are we are having a little bit of a hangover, hangover effect of the 100th big episode. Mm-hmm. Energy seems a bit lower. You have come off your sickbed. Yeah. We uh, got bogged down in, uh, you know, too enthusiastic about pyramids without many uh, <laughs> chuckles along the way. <laughs> no, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. <laughs> I'm quite feverish at the moment, though. You so are. I don't know what's what's left. <laughs> All right. I don't know. <laughs> you don't look well. You do not look no. well. Okay. So the social etiquette, right, is hit me with your thoughts here. Right? Mm. So neighbors borrowing things from you is the category. Where, like, at what point does a yes become a no? And so mm. he's the lead with this example. And I actually had this happen the other day from yep. uh, my good mate uh, Al across the road, friend, friend of, the, of podcast. the podcast. Yeah, he's almost the, he's almost becoming like a second co-host along with Mum. Well, no one's been on it more than him, I'd say, mm. other than Mum. Mum has, then Al, but he cheated as well. So he's kind of he's got a black mark against uh, his name. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Anyway, so he said, oh, mate, can I, um, he wanted to borrow my car because I've got a tow ball. And I generally, as a general rule, don't love lending my car to people. Yeah. Just because if anything goes wrong, 
could be expensive, could be awkward, get insurance involved, premiums go up, they're not on the insurance, uh, creates awkwardness in the friendship because now you've got this thing we've had to deal with. As a general, not a big fan, but I do make exceptions. Yeah. If it's people, yeah. you know, high trust people, people I'm close with, I'll make an exception. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I let Al borrow my car to uh, take care of something, right? Yeah. I've got a couple of questions for you. One is, would you let someone borrow your car? Yeah. <laughs> Done. Okay. I'll see you next week. <laughs> uh, it depends what it's for. It really depends. And it depends if I need it. So if I don't need it, like it's more of a short-term thing, I think depending on who it is, I'd be okay with it. So you're, you're, your default is a yes unless there's a good reason for a no. Yeah. Okay. Well, where do you draw the line? Okay. So what if, what's something else? Is there, is there a thing that you wouldn't lend to a neighbor? Undies. They're not, they're not borrowing my undies. <laughs> <laughs> Would you lend? Uh, hang on, I'm struggling to think of. I'm struggling to think of general objects from the house. I'll, I'll tell you if I would lend it. <laughs> Give me some options. Okay, I'm going to go rapid fire. What about that guitar, that electric guitar that's behind you on the wall? <sighs> For how long? Uh, a week. Yeah, I'd lend it. What about your nice camera? Yeah. Yep. Your laptop? I'd probably need my laptop. Your That's a no. Hair, your microphone, your podcast microphone. Ooh, short term I would. Um, your partner. Short term I would. <laughs> um. <laughs> short term. Um, <laughs> short term. As long as there's not a lot of wear and tear when she comes back, um, it's fine. <laughs> okay, wear and tear. That's too much. That's <laughs> So it sounds like you're happy to lend anything unless you're currently using it. <laughs> yeah, unless I need to use it and it's short term and I kind of I know them, like I know they're trustworthy, Yeah. then I probably would lend most things, yeah. And would you do it enthusiastically or... Uh, no. You're like, oh, I kind of feel obliged to say, yes, I'll lend it. Ideally, you wouldn't be taking this, but I don't want to be tired yes. about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I think what we've learned here is I'm a massive tight ass and you... Uh, <laughs> Happy to lend your stuff freely and willingly to anyone that would like to borrow it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying on the podcast. I'm like, yeah, you can borrow anything you want and I'll give you a box of chocolates as well because I'm a good guy. <laughs> so everyone send your emails in if you want to borrow anything of Don's um, yeah. and he will hook you up with all of his great I'll stuff. I'll lend Jeremy. I'll lend Jeremy anything as long as he gets in contact with us. The clock is ticking, Jeremy. You've got one week. Otherwise, it's going to the next next one on the list. Alrighty, well, any final thoughts, Don, before we wrap it up? No, not really. Um, pyramids, pretty cool. Mm. Agreed. Uh, I remember I remember back in the olden days, you used to a little, almost like a Jerry Springer-esque little sentence that summed up the episode. I did and, too. And you kind of stopped doing it, but I, I think it's time for, can you sum it up? Oh, okay. Well, Don? What have we learned? Okay. I think, oh no, I'm going to go on a little tangent here. Let me, give me, just indulge me for a minute, right? Hmm. Okay. So if we put this in a human timeline or a really a timeline of the universe, right? Hmm. 14 and a half billion years ago, the earth came in, the universe came into existence. The earth popped in about 4.6 billion years ago. 
This is the grandest response to a question I've ever, ever. He's starting from the very beginning. He's he's going back to the Big Bang. <laughs> this is the Too longest. Content, like. the funny, is it the longest run up of all time? And I have no idea where I'm going with it. He's going through the history of the world. It's. <laughs> Okay, yep, there's the universe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, the point I'm trying to make <laughs> is there's, there's, I think it's really interesting when you look at the, the human timeline. And, you know, you see there's great metaphors where they go, oh, if you, you know, if the earth was, uh, the, the life of the earth was on a 12-hour clock, humans have been around for the last two seconds. Yeah. I love those analogies. They're the best. Yeah, that's good. Puts it all in perspective. Yeah, puts it into perspective. Bloody love it. If you put um, human history, like since Homo sapiens have been around on a 12-hour clock. I reckon for the last 12 minutes of the podcast, my interest <laughs> has been for two seconds. <laughs> you know, the funniest thing is, I don't even know where I'm headed with this. I, uh, oh, I'll tell you what, I'm loving the journey. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Who knows where we're going to go? We're meant to be wrapping oh, I know up. UFOs will be in. That's all. Like, they'll be coming at some point. So, you know. Three and a half thousand BC. <laughs> okay, yep. Okay, we've made it to the time of the pyramids. Yep. <laughs> we finally got there. Next. So, <laughs> the time between where we are today and when these pyramids were built is not even in the blink of an eye. And there are things we're doing now that if they saw us, the people making the pyramids, could look through a window and see what we're doing now they would think we were an advanced civilization that they couldn't even recognize what the hell we were doing. Yeah. That has occurred in a nanosecond on the timeline of human history. And that's nothing in comparison to the universe timeline. <laughs> I'm trying to get a point here and I can't, can't I'm, get a point. I reckon, I reckon you should have rehearsed it. That's all right. <laughs> you should have done a few practices. <laughs> Hang on, can we go back to the beginning and ask me for my no, final my final no, no, thoughts? No. Absolutely not. We need to. This is a it's a roller coaster. I'm strapped in, and my hands are in the air. Keep going. Well, I don't really know what point I'm trying to make, other than all right. <laughs> we've been around for. A, we've done a lot of stuff really quickly. Human the human timeline is such that we cannot comprehend how long it has been, because even things that seem ages ago to us. Are actually like the start of the podcast. <laughs> the start of this sentence. <laughs> Things that seem ages ago to us in our human memory are actually so close when you put them on the timeline of the history of the universe. And yep. we're probably about so the, halfway through the life cycle of our sun. And so if you could sum up the episode in one sentence, <laughs> how would you do it? How good's a pyramid? How good's oh, a bloody, bloody good. pyramid? Bit pointy though. A little bit pointy. Not not pointy enough. <laughs> You really went for it. You did the biggest swing anyone has ever done on a podcast. You wound up and went trying to get a big homer. And With a blindfold on as well. I did not even know <laughs> which way I was trying to hit the ball. That was a good I reckon effort. after 101 episodes, I think that is my lowest point in the podcast. <laughs> that I little think it's, story. I think other was hilarious. It's good. You've just really had a good crack there. Any answer that starts at the beginning of time is, I just know, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be just, good. 
<laughs> let's just zoom out for a moment and yeah, let's <laughs> consider this. Let's double click on the universe for a minute. <laughs> Any question I'm asked from now on, I'm starting with, well, 14 and a half billion years ago, the, the universe came into existence. <laughs> let's, start, let's start from there. Let's start from there. <laughs> the thing was, you went from the beginning of the universe and then you finally got to 3,500 BC. It felt like real time. <laughs> it actually felt like it wasn't even abbreviated. It's just... <laughs> it's, uh... Oh, yeah. That's not my best work. Let's, uh... nah, that was, that was <laughs> Let's good. That was honest. good content. <laughs> anyway, pyramids, great, pointy. Very good. Pretty heavy. Wow. They're old, but yeah. not that old in the context of the history of time. <laughs> exactly. A blink. <laughs> Just a, a blink. blink of an eye. Yep. <laughs> oh, dear. All righty. Okay. Well, I feel like that was a good straightforward episode to get back in after our 100th episode. Yeah. Straight- Getting back into the classic what's that about? You know what it felt like? It felt like you've scored 100 and in a game of cricket and mm. you've decided to just mentally reset yeah, and now you've come out at 101, but you're batting as though you're on one, and you're trying to get your eye in. Let's just yeah, let's just get familiar with the pitch again. Let's not get ahead of ourselves and just start over. Block a few balls, get yeah. comfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I reckon we did a couple of singles, maybe even a two or three, maybe a two. Yeah, three, not not a three, definitely not a boundary. And no, nah. nah, no, no, no boundaries. No, nah. nah. but um, That's yeah, right. maybe next week. Alrighty. Okay, great. Alrighty, have, um, a, have a good one. Okay. See you well, next month. Thanks for. Joining us on the 101st episode, Jeremy, get in contact. You've got seven days. The time is ticking. Um, otherwise, we'll pick another wildcard mug winner from the entries. And Tim, the What's That About's greatest tolerator, the mug is in the post, my friend. You're as good, you're as, good as drinking out of it. All righty. It's not actually in the post at all. In fact, it doesn't even exist yet, but it will. And it will, it will very soon. All righty. Well, have a good one. We'll catch you next time. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye.